15 Sivan, Tetvav Sivan, Tzadik, his praise, 392. The Rebbe said, How could there not be opposition to me, seeing as I am traveling a new path which no man has ever traveled before, not even the Baal Shem Tov or any other living being? It is a very old path, in fact, and yet it is completely new. 393. He said, Even if the Baal Shem Tov was alive, he could not compare with me. 394. He said, There are people who do not know me at all, yet they are still opposed to me. He went on to quote the passage in the Zohar 2, 17a. Come, let us deal wisely with them. Exodus 1, 10. How could you imagine, the Zohar asks, that Paro went up to each person and said, Come, let us deal wisely with them. But he put it into their hearts, etc. 395. Rebutal gave me an account of a conversation the Rebbe once had with him, in which he said that Abraham also suffered the same kind of opposition he himself had. For Abraham also worked with young people to try to bring them closer to God. The sources specifically mention Abraham's proselytizing activities. He would come into the city and run about crying, Whoa, whoa! And people would run after him the way they chase a madman. He would argue with them at length, trying to show them they were all caught up in a profoundly mistaken way of thinking. He was quite familiar with all the arguments and rationalizations they used to justify their idolatrous practices. The idolatry of the ancients was bound up with all kinds of spurious beliefs, and Abraham was fully conversant with all of them. He used to demonstrate the falsity of their ideas and reveal the truths on which our own holy faith is founded. Some of the young people were attracted to him, As far as older people were concerned, he never even tried to draw them closer because they were already firmly entrenched in their false beliefs, and it would have been very hard to get them to change. It was the younger people who were drawn to him. They ran after him. He would go from city to city, and they would run after him. However, the parents and wives of these young people were strongly opposed to their newfound faith, saying they had fallen victim to evil influences and they had been ruined. They put up such a front of hostility that some of these young people reverted to their old ways under the weight of domestic pressure from their parents, wives, and in-laws. However, a few remained firm in their attachment to Rabbi Abraham. Nachman's wisdom. His wisdom, 156. The Rebbe's lodgings in Uman overlooked the old cemetery, Tzaddik, number 114, and he could hear the people who customarily came to cry and pray at their parents' graves. Once he heard a woman standing by her father's grave and crying in a bitter voice, Father, Father! The Rebbe's daughter was standing next to him at the time, and he remarked to her, This woman is crying, Father, Father, with the best of intentions, but her father is not there at all. The Rebbe explained, When you visit your parents' graves, it is best to ask those who are buried nearby to inform your parents that you are there. Though most souls depart to their destiny, Not all souls ascend to their intended place, and many remain near their graves. Therefore, it is best to tell these other souls to inform your parents. But when you visit a tzaddik, you need not worry that he is not there. For the death of a tzaddik is like going from one room to another. The Rebbe then told his daughter, Take me as an example. Right now I am in this room. I can then go to the next room and close the door. If you stand by the door and cry, Father, Father, will I not hear you? We heard similar things from the Rebbe's holy lips many times. He suggested to each one of us, in many ways, the great importance of visiting his grave, 
He promised that he would certainly hear what we said and help us in any way possible. It was the Rebbe's holy way to speak with such wondrous wisdom that often we did not immediately grasp the full meaning of his words. Often it would be a long time before we understood their significance. This was especially true of his wish for us to visit his grave. He alluded to this many times and also spoke of it openly, as, for example, when he set aside two witnesses. See his wisdom, number 141, Yimei Moharnat, number 67. The Alphabet Book, Redeeming Captives, B. 5. When a Jew is taken captive, his aspect of the wellsprings of wisdom becomes sealed from the sages of the generation. The reverse happens when a person is freed from captivity. 6. Sometimes, by being taken captive, a person is spared the loss of his children. 7. A person, a person guilty of slander will suffer imprisonment. 8. While in captivity, a person's hair and clothing acquire a foul spirit that makes him both repugnant and despicable. 9. The effort one makes to redeem captives is a segula for having children. 10. Whoever works to redeem captives carries the support of all the leaders of the generation. Lesson number 175. 1. Crying is most beneficial when it is motivated by joy and happiness. It is also very good when crying is motivated by joy. That is, due to a person's great joy in God, he becomes filled with contrition. He aches over the fact that he has rebelled against him, and he is then moved to cry as a result of his joy. Lesson number 176. 1. A person needs to act swiftly to banish from his heart the spirit of folly that has possessed it and that clings to it. By being attached to the true tzaddik, that is, by loving the tzaddik with the profound love of the soul, a person thereby banishes the spirit of folly from his heart with great speed, and in turn he merits a broken heart. Lesson number 177. 1. There exist true tzaddikim who sometimes have the ability, when they drink wine, to receive such exalted levels of wisdom and holy mentalities that they can thereby atone for and pardon the sins of the Jewish people, as in the verse, But the sage shall pardon it. Proverbs 16.14 2. A person must totally nullify his own will before God's will, so that he should not have any other desire except for what God desires. And whether a person has money and children, or whether he does not, God forbid, he must still want only what God wants. When he is satisfied with and desires only what God desires, then he makes God king over himself. Lesson number 178. 1. It is necessary to specify one's sin. In other words, a person must confess verbally, and on each occasion he must articulate in detail everything he has done against God's will. There are many impediments to this, however. Sometimes a person forgets his sin. Other times he remembers the sin, but it is difficult for him to utter his confession. Through the joy of performing a mitzvah, for example, the mitzvah of a wedding, or when a person succeeds in bringing himself to great joy at the time he is performing a mitzvah so that he dances a great deal out of sheer happiness, he will thereby be able to articulate a verbal confession and in this way can correct the blemish caused by his sins. stories, the master of prayer. Scripture states that God has an oven in one place, and that the fire is in another place, far from the oven. It is thus written, The word of God, whose fire is in Zion, and whose oven is in Jerusalem. Isaiah 31, 9. One should consult this entire chapter, 
since it relates to the concept of this story. It is written, Woe is to those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses. Isaiah 31, 1. The Egyptians are humans and not gods, and their horses are flesh and not spirit. Isaiah 31, 3. This is speaking of the land which the land of wealth thought would help them. They assumed that all the people were gods and their horses were angels, as we see in the story. This is why the verse concludes, The Egyptians are humans and not gods, and their horses are flesh. Understand this. God shall stretch out his hand, and the helper shall stumble, and the one being helped shall fall, and they shall perish together. Isaiah 31.3 This relates to the hand in the story. On the hand, the master of prayer saw that both the helper and the one seeking help would be destroyed, as mentioned in the story. A lion growls over its prey, even though many shepherds are called against it, Isaiah 31.4. As birds fly, Isaiah 31.5. This relates to the lion and the birds in the story. Look at the story well, and you will understand it. On that day, each man shall cast away his gods of silver and his gods of gold. Isaiah 31. Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 173. With God's help, Tuesday, Teruma, 5595, Uman. Warm greetings to my honored and beloved, my dear learned son, Rebitzchak. May his light shine. I received your letter of last Friday yesterday, and I was overjoyed, even amidst pain and suffering such as this. For I see that, thank God, my words are fixed firmly in your heart, and that they are inspiring you, even at such a time as this. This is the way to carefully remember every single word so that you can stand up to the test, fortify yourself constantly, and give your soul new life every time through everything that comes upon a person in his life, especially a person who wants to come close to an amazing, awesome, and unique figure such as the Rebbe, who is our life eternally. A person has to fix these Torah lessons and holy conversations so deeply in his heart that after a hundred years, when the time comes to lie in the grave, even there he will give himself life with the Rebbe's holy words. Similarly, at the time of the revival of the dead, and for all eternity, to fulfill Proverbs 6.22, see Avot 6.10, when you are walking in this world, she, the Torah, will guide you. When you lie down in the grave, she will guard you. When you wake up, you know, my brothers and friends, that all the work we do for our livelihoods and all the business we conduct is not to make a profit in Odessa or Brody, but rather it is only for the sake of the eternal goal, and God knows our true intentions. Thank God, no matter what. And even if you are not what you should be, given the holiness of these conversations and awesome Torah lessons, you have still greatly succeeded and have truly gained very much. Ashrechem, happy are you, my sons, my brothers, and my friends. Now especially you can understand a little of the importance of what we are longing to do from the intensity of the many barriers we are encountering, the like of which we have never faced. Silakutei Moharan 1, 66-4 May God guard us letters, from now year on. Two, letter number 420. With God's help, Monday, Shemini, 5603, Breslov. Greetings to my dear beloved son. I received a letter from you on Purim, and then another one today as well. Thank God Purim passed joyfully, and praise God, yesterday you did as I asked, and sent Rav Nachman the sum of money you mentioned in your letter. Even though there was a delay, and you did not send it on Purim day itself, the Torah exempts cases of duress. I did not know that my letter with the money 
would not reach you until the meal on Purim Day. I expected, rather, that you would receive it on the fast of Esther toward evening, since, at the time I wrote the letter, Reb Nachman, the son of Reb Em HaKohen, thought he would be leaving before Mincha. But God certainly arranged it all for the best. In any case, it was well worth the effort I expended, if only for the sake of the letter that I wrote then, above number 419. For while it is still difficult for you and me to clearly understand the hints, it is still necessary to speak about this a great deal. I already wrote on the subject in a slightly different form to Rabbi Ephraim in Kremenshug. I intended to write you about it too in my letter prior to that one, but it did not work out. Subsequently, in the middle of Slichot on the fast of Esther, Rabbi Asher brought me your letter with the Mishloach Manot, Perm Gifts, and, more important, he brought the letter from Rabbi Nachman, may he live. It was then that I began to feel joy, and the happiness of Perm was awakened in my heart and in the hearts of our comrades. For we saw God's eternal salvation and the hope that he holds out for coming generations. As Rav Nachman, may his light shine, wrote, Then, due to my enormous yearning and the yearning of Rav Nachman for this project, I was stirred to send him immediately whatever money I could. I thought the matter over carefully, and I then wrote the aforementioned letters. In the process, God caused me to remember to write you about the hints, and, praise God, my pen set down many amazing words of truth, which I had really not thought about at all. How great are God's deeds! My dear son, every single activity, circumstance, and movement that God brought about from the day I drew close to the light of our lives, as well as all that he effected after the Rebbe's passing in my work with all of you, both as individuals and as a group, can enable a person to understand and to seek God's kindness and his absolutely infinite wonders. The mouth cannot utter them, nor the mind comprehend. You have performed great deeds, Lord my God. Your miracles and thoughts are for us. Shemot Rabbanan Savurai, sages of the 5th century. Rabbi Yosei, Rav Sama Bar Yehuda, Rav Achai Bar Rav Huna, Rav Huna Reish Galuta, Rav Acha Barei de Rabba Bar Rav Tachna Umarzutra Bnei Chinina, Rav Yosef, Rav Simuna, Rav Ina, Rav Rabbi Nachman Katufa. Gaonim, sages of the 6th to 11th centuries. Rabbi Hanan Meishaka, Rav Mari Breder Rav Dimi Surega, Rav Mari Bar Rav Huna, Rav Chinazi Gaon Min Begihura, Rav Chana, Rav Yitzchak, Mar Rava, Rav Shinina, Masharshia Bar Chalafta, Rav Bustanai, Rav Huna Mari Ben Rav Yosef, Rav Chanina Minahar Pakud, Rav Nahilai Halevi Min Narish, Rav Chia Misheshan, Ravina, Rav Natura Bar Rav Nechemia, Rav Yaakov Hakohin Minahar Pakud, Rav Yehuda, Rav Shmuel, Rav Yosef, Rav Shimon Kaira, author of Halachu Kedolot, Rav Shmuel Barmari, Rav Acha Mishabacha, author of Sheiltot, Rav Naturai, Rav Avram Cohen, Rav Mari HaKohen, Rav Acha, Rav Yehuda Bar Rav Nachman, Rav Yehudai Bar Rav Uchanai HaKohen, Rav Durai, Rav Hananya Bar Rav Mesharshia, Rav Malka Bar Rav Acha, Rav Rava bar Rav Durai, Rav Hilai bar Mari, Rav Hanina HaKohen bar Rav Avraham, Rav Huna ben Yitzchak Halevi, Rav Aivume, Rav Menashe, Rav Tzadok bar Rav Ashi, Rav Yeshaya Halevi, Rav Hila bar Hanina, Rav Yosef bar Shila, Rav Kamoi, Rav Kahana bar Hanina, Rav Masharshia. Prayers 2, Prayer number 5. Have compassion on us for the sake of your name. Have compassion on us for the sake of your vast and mighty kindness. Have compassion on us for your sake alone. 
for you have vast and endless compassion that suffices to apply to us as well. In your compassion, you support supernal and lower beings. You have caused your vast compassion to flow into the world. In your world, you have helped many tzaddikim, pious people, God-fearing people, wholehearted people, and those who are worthy and repentant. I want to count them, but they are more numerous than the sand. In your compassion, you have helped these people break and nullify the vanities of this world and emerge from dimness to light. In your compassion and with your mighty arm, you redeemed them from the exile of the soul until they attained what they attained. If not for your compassion and kindness, they would not have the power to withstand the deep sea of the vanities of this world. As our sages have said, every day a person's evil inclination overwhelms him, and if not for the fact that the Holy One, blessed be he, helps him, he would fall into its hand. You, who are deeply compassionate, help me truly return to you. Because of my many sins, I was slack in the work of heaven, and I did not serve you adequately. Never has a person of my quality succeeded in attaining complete repentance. Still, every day, at every moment, you create great wonders without number. At every moment, you generate new compassion and kindness for the Jewish people. In the merit of the holy tzaddikim of past generations, show me a wondrous new compassion that was never before revealed, so that from now on I will return to the true way of life. Do not allow me to err any further in tangled and confused ways that are not in accordance with your will. May I no longer go in the dark. May I trust in the name of Hashem and rely on my God. Hashem, do not allow me to stray from your ways. Do not harden my heart, which would keep me from fearing you, because everything comes from you. You can do everything. No purpose can be withheld from you. In your vast compassion, sanctify and purge my thoughts. Guide me to the way of ultimate truth. Give me hope, and I will no longer be lost. Help me truly live in accordance with your will, so that I will rectify everything that I destroyed. May my eating always be joyful with great holiness and purity. May I always be joyous. Overcoming unworthy leaders. You who are filled with compassion, have compassion on me. Rescue me and guard me and your entire nation, the Jewish people, from unworthy rabbis and judges whose deeds are improper. You know all that that they have caused us because of our many sins. There is no one to stand up on our behalf and we lack the power to overcome and subdue them. Please, Hashem, King of Judgment, in your vast compassion, grant us holy judgment. Rescue us from unworthy judges and rabbis who corrupt judgment and damage the supernal chariot, the thrones of judgment, where holy love rests. Because of these corrupt judges and rabbis, holy types of love fall from there and inject the lust for sexual impropriety into the world. As a result of the perversion of judgment of those judges and rabbis, the uncleanness of nocturnal emission comes about, heaven forbid. Merciful, righteous one, Hashem, you love judgment. You love your nation, the Jewish people. You know what is inside of us, how the lusts of our body pursue us at every moment until we stumble and there is no one to help. In addition, the blemishes drawn from the totality of the world also cause us harm. Master of the world, we cast our burden upon you. In your compassion, rescue us and guard us so that no perversion of judgment will harm us at all. Rescue us from fallen loves. May we raise and purify all such fallen types of love and truly return them to their holy root. Help us rectify judgment in great holiness and purity with the ultimate complete rectification. Be with us always. 
guard us, help us, and save us, so that we do not blemish our tefillin in our mind. May no evil moisture or oils which correspond to the drop of Esau and Ishmael rise to the brain. Master of the world, you are aware that I do not know how to pray for this. I cast my burden upon you alone. Avenge me, God, and battle on my behalf against an impious nation. Rescue me from a man of falsehood and injustice. Judge me in accordance with your righteousness, Hashem, my God, and may others not rejoice over me. Righteousness and judgment are the foundation of your throne. Kindness and truth come before your countenance. May our judgment go forth before you. May your eyes see our upright acts. You who are filled with compassion, have compassion on us for the sake of your name alone, even though we have done so much wrong that we have no righteous advocate, heaven forbid. Hashem, you alone protect us and guard us. You alone rescue us from all that we need to be rescued from in the material and spiritual realms. You rescue us from unintentional and intentional wrongdoing and from rebelling so that we may truly attain the rectification of the covenant. In the absence of a strong advocate to oppose the prosecutor, speak to Jacob with law and judgment, and judge in our favor King of Judgment, who grasps in his hand the trait of judgment. In your vast compassion, help us bind together the holy chariot, so that all of its angels will be bound together, Michael on the right, Gabriel on the left, Uriel in front, and Raphael behind, who are together referred to by the acronym Argaman, purple. Dear holy love rests, as the verse states, King Solomon made himself a palanquin of the trees of Lebanon. He made its pillars of silver, its couch of gold, its curtain of purple, its interior inlaid with love from the daughters of Jerusalem. Before we go to sleep, help us always recite with great feeling the description of the binding together of the chariot. In the name of Hashem, God of Israel, on my right is Michael, and on my left is Gabriel, and before me is Uriel, and behind me is Raphael, and over my head is the presence of God. In your great power, help us bind together the holy chariot until we attain rectifications of judgment. May the thrones for judgment, thrones for the house of David, be rectified. May we completely rectify the blemish of the fallen loves so that we will not experience any evil lust drawn from those fallen loves. Help us attain holy love so that we will always accept upon ourselves the yoke of the kingdom of heaven with a great and powerful love, with great joy and gladness. Guard us and rescue us always from experiencing a nocturnal emission. Help us quickly attain a true and complete rectification of the covenant in accordance with your good will.